listener production. Why did the Aussie tech sector have its worst day of the year? And find out why your pizza just got cheaper. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Wednesday, the 23rd of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Stevie. Hello, Laura. Hello, Steve. I'm looking forward to find out why my pizza got cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure you'll get to in a second. But um, let's start with the broad market moves first because we managed to lift for a second day, not by much. We did mm-hmm. fade from where we were a bit earlier in the session. Mm-hmm. And of course, we would pretty much very close to a six-week low. Mm-hmm. So things haven't exactly been great, even though early this month we almost hit a record high. We did, but if we look at just this week, today's performance is a welcome change from Monday's decent declines. We declined by about half a percent on Monday. Yesterday was relatively flat or up <laughs> a tenth of one percent, if we're asking you. Yep. It was in between. And then today we managed to lift 27 points or 0.4 of 1% to 7,148. We were down earlier in the session and then we went a bit higher and then we ended a little bit lower, like somewhere in between. Yes, our market at the best though was up roughly three quarters of a percent. So we were doing much better in the in you know a bit earlier in the session, and then we really faded in uh, in late trades. So not a huge amount of enthusiasm in markets at the moment. In terms of sector performance, we saw five of the eleven sectors managing to lift. Tech stocks retreated from all of yesterday's gains. They were down over five percent. They were up round about that much yesterday. That was mainly due to one stock, which we'll get to. On the other hand, consumer staples rebounded today to be today's top performer as well, mostly due to one stock, which we'll get to, just leaving you on the edge of your seat there there as as our listeners. And gains from miners also helped them lift the market today, especially with BHP up almost 2%, and all major banks were higher today too. But why is tech? Yep, it's a stock. (laughs) It's in the tech sector. And it was the main reason why the tech sector actually had its worst day over the year. It was down 20%. It was the worst on the ASX 200. 5.5% decline for that tech sector on its own. Mind you, this is after the 5.2% lift yesterday. So it's basically just wiped that out. But revenues for WiseTech up almost 30%. Profits were up close to 10% for the year. Strong demand for its CargoWise platform. And this is a platform used by some of the world's largest delivery companies like DHL, UPS, and FedEx. Uh, But the results, a little shy of expectations or what the market was expecting, and are disappointed with its goals for the upcoming year. And WiseTech is one of those stocks in the tech sector that rose 60% ahead of August. So it's harder to impress investors when they've done, I guess, so well on the share market recently. Exactly right. And they've obviously dropped back to around 40% after today after today's big drop there. Woolworths was another one to release its results today, and it was positively received by investors because we saw its shares lifting 3.5%. Some of the highlights from the results of Australia's largest supermarket retailer included sales up 5.7% from the same time last year to $64.2 billion. Profits lifted 4.6% to $1.6 billion. And in light of these better results, it declared a final dividend of 58 cents per share, which is up from 53 cents the same time last year. These results were slightly ahead of analyst expectations as well, which helped too. Its results were mainly driven by a return to relative stability after several years of COVID disruptions. 
and a 5% growth in supermarket sales, which brought in most of the revenue out of all of its segments. Woolworths also said it expects food inflation to moderate in the coming year, which is good news for all of us, I'm sure, as we've been paying a lot more for groceries these days. And it said demand could remain challenging as consumers cut back on non-essential items. As we saw yesterday, this was the opposite for Coles. Its shares were down at 7% after its full year results and down a little more today. And theft was an issue, right? Theft was an issue. Yeah, so they even mentioned that in, in, Coles yesterday in the as well. result as well for both of the companies both. saying that um, theft levels have jumped a bit because of the cost of living pressures perhaps. Um, I don't know if that's employees or if it's some um, people perhaps going through their stores, but it's uh, an interesting fact. IDP Education um, was another big mover today. It actually rose by about 10%. Now, this is a company that makes its money from doing a few things like carrying out or conducting English test, the IELTS test. And this is a key test for non-native English speakers, both for students and it's also proficiency testing for visas as well in a number of different countries and also student placements where it tries to place international students into the universities or colleges they're looking for. So really struggled during the pandemic because everything was, borders were shut, obviously. Not too many international students. That's really been picking up quite a bit recently. So they placed 84,000 students over the uh, over the year, 53% more than the prior year. And it conducted roughly 2 million English tests as well. So that's, um, you know, getting up there to, you know, closer to record levels. Revenues were up, profits were up, dividend up 50%. And that's why it shares rose today. Domino's Pizza was among the best performers as well. In fact, it was the best performer after its sales revenue lifted to $4 billion on the back of higher menu prices, which it admittedly got wrong after being faced with extraordinary inflation. The company apologized and said they don't expect to pass on price increases this year. They've also removed extra fees such as the delivery service fee, which saw sales volume decrease over the past year. So that's why Pizza's Pizza's going to get cheaper because they put it up way too much. They even said that in their report. They're like, oh, yeah, we stuffed up. We accidentally put the prices up too much and then people weren't buying as much. So now Mm. we're going to make sure we're bringing back that value to our customers. So it's good news for those of you that like ordering Domino's Pizza, especially with that delivery service fee being removed if you're ordering in. And we saw Domino's shares up 12% today. But again, this is coming from pretty steep losses over the past few years. I mean, let's be fair though. When's the last time you had a pizza? Just in, in general, Laura. Me? Yeah. Is that because are you alluding because to me? Because I being know a- you eat like your favorite food is like poached chicken, <laughs> like boiled broccoli and steamed rice. It really is my favorite it food. Is. I just, but I do eat pizza sometimes. Do you? I can't tell you when the last time I ate pizza yeah. was though. Okay, 19. <laughs> 96. (laughs) I just like chicken too much. Anyways. Fair enough. And corporate travel management was another stock today that uh, was a big mover in the other direction. It fell by about 7% and um, it delivered a 70% jump in profits. It more than quadrupled its profits. It, uh, you know, dividend four times more what it paid a year earlier and it flagged record profits for 2024 as well. Now, its shares didn't really respond very uh, positively to that. And it's probably partly because it already was up 50% heading into August and it raised its profit forecast for the year in late July. So there weren't too many surprises there. Also, the result was a touch below what uh, many analysts were expecting today. So a difficult session for corporate travel management. 
Going in the same direction, Aluka, that's the mineral sands producer, they ended up being the second worst performer today on not so great half year results. Its revenue was down 11%, profit fell 44%, and it also cut its dividend on the back of this to just three cents. It was 25 cents at the same time last year. So a very big drop in its dividend. And this was all driven by the global decrease in demand and prices for mineral commodities. And just lastly, I want to mention Magellan shares fell 8% today to be among the worst performers after trading ex-dividend. As we always say, that's quite normal for a stock to be falling on its ex-dividend day. It'll pay 69.8 cents per share to eligible shareholders on the 7th of September. And that's inclusive of a final dividend and also a little special dividend. Special. Uh, Domain Downer AMP AGL were some other stocks that traded ex-dividend today. So as um, Laura pointed out, it's quite normal to see stocks falling when they trade ex-div. That's like the cutoff for who's going to get their dividend payment generally in the next month or so. And this is that time of year when a company releases its profit results first. And at the same time, they tend to say, you know, yes, we're going to pay a dividend. This is how big it's going to be. And this is when we're going to uh, distribute it to you. So that often happens, you know, what, a couple of weeks after the profits generally is when generally, the, the stock yeah. will trade ex-dividend. So that's going to be a talking point for uh, the coming weeks as well. Absolutely. Then looking ahead to tonight, a few things happening. So we have those flash PMIs, which we've been talking about, and you're all very excited about. That'll be tonight. So that'll happen across the globe. We have them coming out of Europe, the US, Japan, any others? Uh, yeah, they're the main ones, the UK as well. So this is a really timely update and, and insight and it look into how manufacturing is currently faring and how the services are also doing in all of those nations. So very, very timely and that's why markets are looking at this. But also tonight, we've got the start the of an important three-day event in the US. Mm-hmm. The Jackson Hole Symposium for yep. those interested. You can definitely look at the whole schedule online. That's what I was doing today if you're interested on how that's going to proceed over the next three days. What a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only joking. But this is attended by central bankers, academics, finance ministers, uh, members of of a few large banks as well Mm -hmm. globally. So they'll be meeting, as we said, for the next three days. This is day one. So generally it gets off to a pretty slow start. Tomorrow will be the big one. Yeah, when we get a a couple of important speeches, which... Including JP. Yeah, JP, (laughs) J-Powell. Um, JP, I'm glad you're on uh, such <laughs> friendly terms with him. The head of the US Central Bank, Jerome Powell, or JP, as um, Laura <laughs> likes to refer to him as. And last time, I've said this a few times, but last time he spoke a year ago at this event, markets fell quite heavily in the US. Different circumstances this time around, but you know, if he discusses more interest rate hikes and warnings of higher inflation. That's a type of thing that could rattle markets later this week. Well, that's really what we're looking for. We're all wondering what's ahead for interest rates, especially over in the US with, you know, markets being pretty volatile recently because everyone is on the edge of their seats thinking that interest rates might stay higher for longer. So really those comments from JP, as I'm going to call him (laughs) tomorrow night will be very important. We'll also have new home sales happening tonight in the US as well, but not really too market moving. And tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow's going to be relatively busy again on the profit reporting front. Qantas, Eagles Automotive, Nine, Medibank, Whitehaven, South 32. It's too many to kind of rattle off, but mm-hmm. um, maybe you'd like to rattle off one or two? No, that's okay. Okay, that's all. 
And quite a few <laughs> stocks trading ex-dividend as well tomorrow. JB Hi-Fi will be one of them and Endeavor as well. Yeah, we'll also get those detailed labor force figures, but that won't really be market moving. Yep. We already got those, you know, those jobs figures last week. Mm-hmm. So this is just in a little bit more detail. It won't, exactly. be, it so won't be too important. Economists get interested about this and you might see quite a few articles around mm-hmm. perhaps some talking about employment. But as you say, it's those other employment figures we had last week that tend to move markets much more. Exactly right. Well, that's enough for today, Stevie. I agree. <laughs> Enjoy your evening, Laura, and everyone, and we'll and do this to again all tomorrow. Of our listeners, can't wait to speak to you again tomorrow. Ciao. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.